You're listening to the Brook Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 14, What is True Self-Care? Self-care is a hot topic, and I have found that many people interpret it differently depending on their experience. To some, it's a girl's night out, it's a bubble bath, it's Maddie's and Petty's or a mini vacation. To others, it includes time to work out, to be in nature, to read a good book, or maybe it's just to have some general time to yourself. All of these things are good. And as you have probably come to expect from me, I'm going to take you deeper. Today's podcast topic is a bit of a play on words. What is true self care? I'm talking specifically about your true self. How do you care for your true self? What is the difference between your true self and false self? And what caring for your true self may look like for you? One great way to get into this more is to register for my upcoming webinar. On Tuesday, October 23rd, I am teaching a Happy Holidays on Purpose webinar. It's going to be glorious, and I want you to be there. You can register in the link that's provided in the show notes. It's all online, and you'll come away with a vision of what your ideal happy holiday season looks like, feels like, and sounds like with some tools to create this exact experience that you intend. Seats are limited, so register today. If you have already left a review for this podcast on iTunes, thank you so much. Reviews help this podcast to show up in iTunes when other people are searching for a new podcast. Today's review of the week comes from Malia W. Malia says, Brooke's podcast messages stay with me for days, weeks, even this entire past month, especially her message about giving seven people the thing you most want and relaxing into resistance. Thanks for the boost, Brooke. Thank you, Malia. (laughs) I love that these messages stay with you. And from the sounds of it, episode 11, bless seven people with what you want most is one that stayed with her for a long time. I love this practice, so if you haven't heard it, go check out that episode. If you would like to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your reviews boost the show ratings and it helps other people to find the podcast. So thank you for listening and for sharing. Okay, let's talk about true self-care. One of the main messages of my book living in your true identity is that we all have two identities. One is true and one is false. Your true self is your divine nature that God created you with. Your false self is the natural man that is in opposition to who you really are. Your true self is your highest self. It holds all potential of who you have the power to become. When you're living in your true identity, you feel happy. You feel joy and peace, excited about life. You feel love for yourself and others, and you're willing to keep trying. You have a growth mindset, and you curiously pursue a life of progress. When you're in your false identity, you allow yourself to become overwhelmed, grumpy, anxious, fearful, upset, depressed, jealous, critical, or angry. You judge yourself harshly and others the same. You have a fixed mindset and you feel disconnected from other people. Your level of faith 
or your level of hope is low and you see yourself victim to your circumstances. Now, obviously, there is a spectrum here. (laughs) My descriptions are meant to give you an idea of what the true identity and false identity may look like in your life. In my book, I spend half the book talking about the false identity, and I give 11 practical tools to clear it away. The second half of the book is spent on the true identity, and I give 10 tools to empower the true identity. Now, I think it goes without saying that we all want to live in our true identity. That's where we experience happiness and joy, and we feel connection, and we feel fulfilled. It's where we feel hope and faith and confidence that we have purpose and power to create our life. So if our true self is so awesome, then why don't we live there more? (laughs) It all boils down to personal agency. Because this world is one of opposition, the false identity or the natural man presents itself in opposition to who we really are because we must be able to choose who we want to be. And who we want to be must be nourished and grown just like a seed. Perhaps you're familiar with the prophet Alma in the Book of Mormon. He teaches a classic parable about faith in chapter 32. He compares faith to a seed. In verse 28, he says, We will compare the word unto a seed. Now, if you give place that a seed may be planted in your heart, behold, if it be a true seed or a good seed, if you do not cast it out by your unbelief that you will resist the spirit of the Lord, behold, it will begin to swell within your breasts. And when you feel these swelling motions, you'll begin to say within yourselves, it must needs be that this is a good seed or that the word is good for it beginneth to enlarge my soul. Yea, it beginneth to enlighten my understanding. Yea, it beginneth to be delicious to me. He continues this marvelous parable, showing how when this seed is neglected, it stops growing. It's not because the seed was bad. It's because it was not continually nourished and it could not grow. The effort and attention and care was not provided. If we truly want to see the fruit of our faith, we have to keep watering the seed. Now let's stop for a moment here. And I want to call attention to how this relates to caring for your true self. Each of us are seeds in the truest form of the word. God created each of us and encoded us with all of his divine characteristics and attributes. Those virtues and attributes are literally in our spiritual DNA because we are children of our Heavenly Father. And like all seeds, unless they are planted and nourished with consistency, they will not grow. This means that all those moments that I have said out loud that I am not a patient person, (laughs) it's actually not true. I am patient. I have the seed of patience inside of me. I also have the seed of charity and the ability to love all people. I have the ability to be kind, not critical, to have faith, not fear, to have self-mastery instead of lack of control. It's literally inside of me. But if I want to see it and experience it, I have to nurture it and I have to grow it. Every podcast, you may notice, I start out by saying 
This podcast is to help you look forward with faith in yourself. Alma's parable not only instructs us on how to develop faith in God, it's the same pattern in developing faith in ourself and ultimately developing our true self. This, my friends, is true self care. We must water the seed of who we really are and do it consistently every day. If it gets neglected, it stops growing. And it's not because the seed was not good. It's because the nourishment stopped coming. Oh, there's so much good stuff here in this chapter as it relates to true self care. Think for a moment about what things help you live in your true identity. What practices or thoughts help you be happy, hopeful, excited about life, curious, dedicated, and diligent? What is it that helps you feel love for yourself, love for others, and love for God? What is it that helps you feel true joy? Whatever it is that helps you feel those things, this is true self-care. As women, and also as mothers, it can be easy to prioritize the care of others over our own care. But just like the seed, we wither. We wither when we don't nurture ourselves. We stop growing. And it's not because the seed of who we are isn't good. It's all about the nurture. Three years ago, I was withering. I know what it's like to live with stress and overwhelm. At the time, I was experiencing panic attacks nearly every day. I was unhappy, anxious, and I felt like my life was a hamster wheel. I would repeat the same chores every day, constantly trying to keep up on helping everything else run smoothly and nurture other people while neglecting myself. There was a moment that I will never forget. I was outside my house. I was home alone for two weeks. I had my kids with me, but my husband was traveling on business overseas on the other side of the world. And I had ordered a bunch of trees to be planted and I tried to get help. I had sent messages around my neighborhood and in my ward and asked (laughs) if there were anybody that had teenagers who wanted to earn some money and nobody responded. I did have one young man show up and he felt like after 30 minutes of work that it was too hard. (laughs) So I was left to dig over 200 holes in hard, rocky soil by myself. And I was also just really depleted from being a single mother for those two weeks and not to mention just life in general. I wasn't taking the time that I needed to care for my true self. And behold, the false self did come out. I was easily (laughs) set off. I'd easily lose my temper. And it wasn't a proud mothering moment when those type of things would happen. So here I am. I'm digging these holes. The wind is blowing. My kids are outside and they're doing things that they probably shouldn't do, balancing precariously on large rock walls and (laughs) playing with sharp tools like shovels and pruners that I needed in doing the work that I was doing. And I, I lost it. I remember screaming at them, yelling at them to stop, telling them to go into the house. Then I absolutely felt shame 
at my behavior and I just remember collapsing on the ground and crying, just sobbing because I felt completely out of control and I felt completely defeated. And in that moment of desperation, I had what some might think of as an out-of-body experience. With my eyes closed, in my mind, I suddenly imagined myself laying there on the ground like I was watching myself. And I saw myself completely hopeless and helpless and defeated. And in irony to all the trees that I was planting and nourishing, I knew that I had stopped growing because I wasn't planted in the ground. I wasn't receiving the nourishment that I needed either. And I had a moment where I experienced true compassion for myself, which really had not happened in a long time. I was usually quite critical of my needs and my behavior. My spirit told me that my seed was good. I just needed to make sure that I was cared for. (laughs) And in that moment, I made the decision to make my own true self care a priority. I put my work on hold indefinitely. I signed up for a yoga class and a meditation class. I started to see a therapist. I started working on my mental and physical health. I started to make time for myself early in the morning before anyone else woke up. Growth comes in two ways, line upon line, simple steps, and also big miraculous leaps. At that time, during that level of distress, I chose to leap. I changed my life in dramatic ways. And even though it disrupted my old patterns and habits, I was deeply committed to moving from a withered seed to a thriving one. Today, true self-care is built into my lifestyle. My growth is, at this point, more line upon line. For me, true self-care looks like time to myself to meditate every morning, study scriptures, exercise, journaling. True self-care includes making time for me to pursue my hobbies and interests. It's taking time to nurture friendships. For me, it's reading great books and working on projects. True self-care for me compels me to have a business and to create courses and a podcast. I do this for me more than anyone else. I'm super glad that other people seem to benefit from it, but truth be told, I do this to nurture myself first. I'm going to get more specific in true self-care practices that have helped me in future episodes, but for right now, I invite you to think of what it is that nurtures your true self specifically. What lights you up? What brings you joy? What keeps you nurtured and growing? And probably most important, are you doing these things consistently? We're headed into what, for many people, is the busiest time of the year. It's the holiday season. It's supposed to be a time of joy and happiness and connection. A time your true self should totally thrive. But for many of us, that isn't always what happens. For too many years, I have made it to the end of the year feeling regret. I've regretted not having the spirit of Christmas as much as I should have and allowing my to-do list to overshadow the meaning of the season. I have regretted all the sugar I ate and all the treats and it's super cold winter this time of year. So my typical routine of exercising outdoors usually disappears. (laughs) The days are longer, which makes it harder to get up earlier. 
And by that time of year, my New Year's resolutions are totally forgotten. (laughs) And I have too many times made it to the new year. And I have felt like I have regressed instead of progressed. New Year's is a time of resolve. And I wonder how much of that is related to how we tend to live the last three months of the year. This year, though, is going to be different. Much of that starts with having true self care when it matters most. If you've ever listened to the lies of the false identity that tells you you can start caring for yourself when things settle down, when Monday comes, when the new year starts, when school's out or some other obligation finishes and brings a fantasy amount of free time, (laughs) you know that those moments never come. Learning to provide yourself with true self-care even in the middle of the bustle is what life looks like most often. And when you nurture your seed, you grow your capacity to manage and control everything else in your environment. Things actually do settle down, but only because you received the care that you needed to handle all of it. I am really excited to be teaching a webinar on October 23rd. It's titled Happy Holidays on Purpose. This is a paid webinar. It's $20 to attend. I know there are a lot of free webinars out there and I really debated on whether or not to charge something. I finally decided that charging means commitment. And I want you to come and I want you to prioritize this and commit it to yourself to make this season one that nourishes your soul, one that is happy on purpose. You will come away with a personal vision of what you want the season to look like for you. You'll create your own plan on how to make that happen. And if you're not able to attend, you'll still receive the recording to rewatch and references you need in the coming months. You can register in the link in the show notes of this episode. My challenge for you today is to nurture your seed in this final stretch of the year. I promise you that as you take time for true self-care, you will reach the new year with momentum and clarity. Two amazing feelings that transform the idea of goal setting and resolve. Imagine your life with true self-care and look forward with faith. You can find show notes and participate in the conversation for this episode on my website, brooksnow.com. Thank you so much for listening.